It's a symphony. Shout out to uh, John Williams. Always got to get him in the episode somewhere. <laughs> I wonder he's going to be on this show. What a great idea. Welcome back to What a Great Idea with Kelly and Derek. Derek, it's good to see you again. It's good to be here. Yeah, we have we have a topic today that is uh is amazing. It's amazing. It's a big one and I'm excited to go there. Um but before we dive into the topic today, uh just I just want to talk about what's what's a one great idea that you have experienced in the last week. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Well, I'm going to say one from a previous episode, which is fountain pens. Because you love them. I do love them. And I got a new one today. It's delivered today. And uh, it's a Visconti Van Gogh. And what they do is they take these pens, which are high quality, and they imprint i guess is how you'd say it um the painting or at least the colors from the painting rather onto the pen so whatever colors are used on the pen they they place them on or paint used in the painting they place them on on the pen so okay very beautiful and it writes awesome when you say visconti van gogh is that the full name of the brand or Visconti, is it Visconti? Yeah, Visconti is the brand. Okay. They have a lot of pens, and uh, I've always wanted one. So you uh, could get, could you get like a Visconti Monet? No. They don't have a Monet. Okay. No. But they, they got Van Gogh. Their, yeah, they do. Um, they do a Van Gogh, and so they have several that are from that line, and then they have okay. Rembrandt's. Gotcha. Okay. And um, there's somebody else that's, I want to say somewhat well-known. I don't know if they were a painter. I'm trying to think of who, who it is. Um, but, uh, anyway, Jones, the Visconti Brit Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that pen wouldn't work. Um, (laughs) no, just kidding. But, uh, but anyways, yeah. So they have a lot of really nice, really cool pens. And like I said, I've always wanted one and, uh, I, uh, am very pleased with mine. I got, if you, our listener and you happen to look up and say what do they look like i got the visconti van gogh um the cafe terrace at night i, I really like that painting and so i got the cafe terrace at night. so the pen is like this it looks like they took just the colors from the painting and poured it onto the pen that's blue and mm-hmm. yellow and orange and uh then they also make custom ink for each painting and so the ink is orange and uh it's very very neat have you ever done i know you like puzzles too you're the puzzler do you have you ever done a puzzle of the cafe terra at night no i would love to do that though there's got to be one out there oh 100 yeah Yeah. i'm actually so i just did my last puzzle and so i've got to buy some new ones and uh, i've made it through the i don't know how many i have and uh i need to go buy so i may look for that there you go there you go well, I had, I got to share my good idea of the week is this past Friday evening. Wait, what is today? No, today is Friday. So this would have been, I don't know. It was one night this week. Uh, I went paddle boarding with a friend of mine at sunset on the river in downtown Chattanooga. And I mean, first of all, it's it a perfect, beautiful night. Sunset was perfect. So the, the river runs east to west right mm-hmm. so obviously the sun sets in the west and it's you know right over the city right over the water and i'm looking at this the whole time and then finally my friends goes well dude like look look back the other way and i turn around and on the other side right over the river is the moon rise oh and it was man. like one of those yeah. low super big kind of orangish gold Full moons. It was full moon. Perfectly clear skies. 
Mm. And it's that orange moon is reflecting off the river. It stole the show. Like as great as the sunrise or the sunset was, the moonrise took the that's, cake. That's pretty awesome. It I was admit, awesome. That's pretty awesome. It was, it was a perfect yeah. evening. I said, "Thank you, Lord." It was good. Yeah, no kidding. You got to after that. Like that's a that's a painting in in and of itself, right there, isn't it? Yep, yep. It was. Um, cool. All right. So this week we're talking about a subject that is huge. It's a part of everybody's life. Everybody loves, it's kind of like music. Everybody loves some kind of music. Well, everybody loves what we're going to talk about today, and Mm -hmm. that is food. Mm. And food, this is a perfect subject for what a great idea, because like many things, food is such an integral part of our life. Uh, We have it every day of our lives, many times a day. It's, It's essential to your livelihood. And because it's so common, I think a lot of times, like, we just take food for granted and it's, or we, or we just eat mindlessly. Like, sometimes we eat just because our mm-hmm. mouth is bored, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we just, we just consume it uh, and don't often give much thought to the miracle <laughs> that really, it's a miracle. There's so many miracles around the subject of food. Yeah. Um, and so that's where we're going today. I want to I want to open up by first hitting a sort of preliminary topic which is related but different than food mm-hmm. and that is the miracle of taste. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, much like saying, you know we talked about music and sound and like what in the world is that? Just mm-hmm. some sounds are so beautiful, some are not, but you just hear and your brain registers that as something. This this wonderful thing and in the same way man taste just blows me away i yeah it's it's mind-blowing you know you have like the bitter sweet sour savory Mm -hmm. there's like a set those are like the set flavors that you can have kind of like music there's there's nothing beyond this or or there's not more colors um all flavor kind of fits into these set categories yeah and yet Everything tastes unique in its own way. I don't know, man. It's it's amazing. What a great idea is taste that not only is food like necessary to our sustenance, to our livelihood, but God also makes it taste enjoyable when mm-hmm. you when you eat it. Yep. Incredible. Yeah, and there's all these different tastes and everybody has different like you know profile flavors that they enjoy and you might like a food that i don't like and of course it's based on taste right and yeah um and then i also love how scripture uses um language of taste in encouraging us to enjoy god so like psalm 34 8 oh that's a taste and see that the lord is good so there is something about being human and being able to taste um yeah. think about what jesus says um when he's talking about his return and he says you know i will not taste from this vine again until i return you know yeah so there's there's something about um the way that we're made that uh taste is a big deal and it's a beautiful um uh it's a beautiful sense to use that's a really really good point that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, we're gonna get into some talks about taste and flavors. Um, also, you know, the miracle of food, and I mentioned this a little bit, but it's not just the flavor, but the sustenance. What blows my mind is that the human body can takes food. All right, the Lord made food for us to eat. And when we eat it, the human body takes that and breaks it down, converts it to stuff that it wants and needs. Yeah. And then based on your DNA code, it makes it makes you and it makes me. Like you and I could both eat a sack of potatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your body's gonna take potatoes and make Derek Bright. <laughs> and mine's gonna take the same potatoes and make me. Like yeah. it's wild, man. Yeah, it's, it is. It's a miracle. What a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so 
I, I want to talk about something here with food that has always kind of blown my mind, and that is the idea of food that grows from the earth that the Lord has given us. From the very beginning, right in the very beginning of the Bible, you have food, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the garden. Eat of all the plants of the garden that you want, except for the one. But it's all yours to enjoy and to eat. And, you know, like in our culture today, we have food markets, grocery stores, and you just go and there's all these raspberries stacked up neatly on a shelf. They're already prepackaged or a bag of apples, you know. They all are the same size. They look perfect. And you just grab a bag, you put it in your cart, and you go buy it and eat it. Um, And yet, like when you put it in the context of this stuff grows from the dirt somewhere in the world, these apples, like we have some apples in the refrigerator. And just a couple days ago, I realized that they, on the bag, it says a product of Argentina. Hmm. I was like, I've been eating apples that came from Argentina. (laughs) There's a tree in Argentina somewhere (laughs) that grew these. And and I'm I'm getting to eat that. Mm-hmm. I just when you think about food in its natural context, it's the miracle just grows all the more. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. And I, you know, I don't know that I ever really thought much about it until I moved to Alabama because so many people grow uh, food and vegetables here more than I was used to, and we're hoping to get. Um, hoping to start growing our own vegetables here soon. And uh, I've really enjoyed, there's something I think, I think it just tastes better when it's natural from a farm or from somebody's crops, you know, people drop off their corn or their squash or whatever for us. And you're like, this is, this is so good and so rich and it doesn't need all, you know, any kind of addition to it. It's just good the way it is. And we have, um, we have a blueberry bush in our backyard and it spits out really good blueberries. And there's something so cool about walking into the backyard and picking, taking a big bowl and picking blueberries. Right. You know, and I mean, we didn't do anything to earn that. It was already there, but it's like, you know, there's something special about those particular blueberries. Give me those over something I would buy from the store. That's mass produced, you know? Yep. Yep. When uh, Julie and I were on our honeymoon, uh, we went to St. Thomas. Well, we took a ferry one day over to St. John, which is right nearby, and you can do a nature walk from the top of the mountain down uh, to the beach. There's this secluded beach. That's a whole other story in and of itself. Mm. That was amazing. The water's 50 feet deep, and you can see the bottom. That was incredible. But on this nature trail... There are these wild fruit trees, like there was a lime tree, for example. And there, like, you can just, you can pick it and eat it. Like, it's legal to just grab it and eat it. And so we're on this trail, end of jungle, basically. And here's a lime tree. And he's like, yeah, this is a lime tree. Like, go try you one. And so I'm walking over this tree in the middle of the forest. And, you know, there's all these limes, these little green pods hanging from the tree. And you just can pull one, mm. peel the skin, and inside there's this juicy stuff, mm. and you can eat it, and it's delicious. Oh, that's great. And, like, man, when you experience that, like, completely in nature, not in this grocery store, you're like, man, the Lord does this. He creates yeah. <laughs> trees that grow stuff, and when you eat them, they're it's not like they just, you eat them and it's like, well, this is good for you. It'll keep you alive. It's like, no, this is actually delicious. Yeah. And it came off of a tree in the forest. It's unbelievable. I almost feel like we ruin our taste buds when we don't ever eat anything fresh, you know, because we're so, it's like we can become desensitized to real flavor. Right. And, so much of stuff that's mass produced and put out in a grocery store has all these additives and different things. Yep. And, uh, and it's the same way with, you know, meat best, best meat I've ever had comes from, um, uh, 
somebody in town they have a farm and they right. raise cattle for me and to me that meat is so much better than anything else i could get you know yeah i mean there's something about um it being a natural um resource yep. that uh, makes it better yep that's absolutely true have you have you ever seen um have you ever seen a pineapple bush i have seen one okay but i'm mainly in like pictures okay if you don't believe in god just look up a pineapple bush <laughs> it really is unbelievable it's like this yeah little explosion bush and then right in the middle is a perfectly crafted pineapple just yeah there's only one one per bush and it sits dead center almost like a almost like it's handing it to you like yep here you go friend yeah yeah that's right that's right it's, it's like wild. they're all it just opens up and presents its yeah. pineapple here <laughs> proudly i just, just proudly displays this <laughs> I just imagine being like Adam, the the first man, and coming across that bush and going, "Oh, what is this thing?" You know, yeah, and right. and then cutting into it and tasting that. Yeah, like, what in the world, man? It's amazing. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine like just getting being in the garden and never eaten before? Like, you know, he didn't have parents where he grew up being mm. almost conditioned to like certain foods because, oh, this is pear, baby food. Right? And you're like, yeah, it gets in your system. Well, Adam was a fully grown man just created from the dirt. And all of a sudden he's surrounded by all this luscious fruit. And he's like, I mean, yeah, just try it all. Say what you like. You know, yeah. I just put it in my mouth. That's what I yeah. do. That's and... so I just, I just, you know, and he grabs a pineapple and he's like, I probably shouldn't eat the shell of this let's crack this open you know oh, or right. whatever yeah, yeah. You know? oh and like can you imagine the the first burst of flavor yeah it's kind of like um if you ever watched like a baby eating something mm -hmm. new for the first time mm -hmm. like when you first starting to give them solid food yeah for the first time or like baby food from milk and they they put it in the mouth they start they don't really know what to do with it yet they're rolling it around and then a lot of times they're either like squirmish, like, oh, that's nasty. Or a lot of times they're just this burst of smile on their face. Like, yep. what is this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. This sweet potato is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine like, and then Adam introducing Eve to like, hey, eat this, eat this, like this orange here, this tangerine, like this tastes so good. You know I mean? Yeah. Um, there's uh yeah, there's something to that. And then, I mean, think about even the way that, you know, Adam and Eve sinned. Like, Eve saw the fruit and it was good to her eyes. Oh, you know, right. yeah. she reached out and grabbed it. I mean, it was like, there's something, I mean, fruit and food in general, it's a, it's appealing to our eyes. And really good chefs, by the way, get that. Yeah. It's a presentation. It's not just. I mean, they try to make it like artwork on a plate. It's not just right. how it tastes, but it has to smell good. It has to look good. And so much of our taste is dependent upon our smell. Yep. And so it's like, there's this whole presentation of good food that, you know, is really mm. enjoyable. Yeah. We, we got to talk about cooking um, here in just a second. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. Like that that first experience it's almost i i feel like that's kind of the whole point of of this particular episode is like that same excitement that adam had the first time or a baby has the first time maybe you can't match that same excitement let's be real um but at the same time like you know when jesus takes the bread and he breaks it and he he thanks the father for the bread mm -hmm. it's like that it's taking the moment to acknowledge like this is a gift from mm. the father of lights and this tastes really good it doesn't have to taste good god didn't have to make food taste great mm -hmm. could just be like eat it or you die you know yep but it does taste good and and we're grateful for it and just taking that moment to go 
to to remember once again, wow, oranges really are real good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they just, they just grow on trees, yeah. you know? We so yeah, it's amazing. So we um went to this place the other day that uh does fruit smoothies and stuff and but they're all fresh and mm. i'd never really had i mean i've had a good fruit smoothie before but i've never had one that i watched the guy take the pineapples and the mangoes and make the smoothie himself there was nothing mm. extra in there it was like and man it was so good and all it was was just pure flavor and um wow you know it it was uh well worth the wait for sure that sounds incredible is that in tuscaloosa or where is this place yeah, at? tuscaloosa okay yeah. next time i'm down i need to try this place it's good they have ice cream smoothies it's like a it, uh shaved ice it's but it's actually uh they have food there and it's i want to say authentic mexican kind of food and uh they just bought out this old bank and you can pull up in the drive-through and order whatever and it takes them a minute to get it ready but it's so worth the wait nice yeah because so many smoothie places it's like just puree they're throwing in it's not yeah. like whole fruit oh yeah no this a lot guy of times taking like whole fruit in fact he even had to say like hey let me see make sure i got mangoes left because he oh, had right. you know and it <laughs> wasn't just this mass produced you know yeah stuff, right. so. that's awesome the here's another miracle with food mm. while while we're on that topic mm -hmm. the the chemistry of food mm. like think about this we're the only species who has tapped into the chemistry like we've learned you can mix these well there's there's chemistry on two levels right like flavors that go together to create a not just food, but a dish, mm -hmm. an actual meal from multiple ingredients that go together, but also the chemistry of like cooking mm -hmm. using heat, which changes the flavor of something into something entirely different. Mm -hmm. So many miracles going on with that. I don't even know where to begin. Well, and think about how far we've advanced from just merely heating things up to then learning, oh, well, I like it cooked to this temperature and this way to, hey, let's throw in this ingredient while we're cooking or let's marinate it in this or let, yeah, you know, at let's the right add time. this spice and, you know, it needs to cook for this long. I mean, it's really an advanced science today. It is. It's amazing. I was cooking something the other day and then the direction said, don't add in the acid. It was like a lemon juicer. Don't add that in until the very end, because once you add that in, it stops cooking. Wow. I was like, "What is? who figured that out? Yeah. I didn't even know that. I was like, oh, okay. Well, there you go. Like, even the timing of your ingredients matters. Yeah. To get the best flavors. I love watching Gordon Ramsay, uh, all his shows. I always think they're so entertaining. Yeah. But it's amazing when he starts breaking down and teaching how to, teaching people how to cook and, and do certain dishes the way he breaks it down and talks about it. It may, I mean, I can't cook a lick, but it makes me want to learn how to cook. Yeah. You know, it's almost like you're falling in love with just the idea of it because there it's so meticulous and, you know, certain things just have to be done and certain things cannot be done. And, um, and at the same time, people who really know how to cook, there's, they have such a passion for it. It's infectious, you know? Yep. You're, oh, I might, I may have told you this before, but Stanley Tucci's show, mm -hmm. I think it's called Searching for Italy. Yeah. You told me about that one. Yeah. Yeah, man. That talk about passion. Like he goes all the different regions of Italy and mm -hmm. what they eat there and why they eat that and the history behind it. And the people he meets that are cooking this stuff, man, like, I mean, everybody knows, like, I don't know if there's anybody more passionate about food than Italians and maybe the <laughs> French, maybe the French. They're, they're yeah. both like fighting for first place. Yeah. But man, these people are so excited about their, 
their sauce or their pasta. It's really cool to watch, like just how much excitement they get out of it. Well, and isn't it also a miracle that different cultures have different foods that they're known for and each I mean, even down breaking down to each family, well, this is the way my family did their sauce. They added this ingredient. Yeah. And they're, you know, even well, this culture likes this particular taste or spice level or heat level versus this culture over here does this. I mean, there's a reason you go to a Mexican restaurant, an Italian restaurant, uh, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's all different. We're not all eating the same thing and not all grown, you know, growing up on the same kind of foods. And so anytime you get like authentic, you know, uh, my wife, her college roommate is Italian and so she would make homemade meatballs and mm. they, you know, Ash would just tell me how they were just on another level, you know, totally. Yeah. This is a Italian recipe that's been passed down through Italy, you know, and come to her. And it's like, um, something like that's unique and special. That's a good point. Like, and cause these people are using ingredients that gr- grow where they live. Yeah. And it's like, well, we're the only ones who have this type of herb or whatever, so we use it for cooking, and that's why we've perfected these dishes because yeah. no one else yeah. can grow this here. Like, yeah, even like, um, I think this was on the Stanley Tucci show where like tomatoes didn't originally grow in Italy or something, and mm-hmm. somebody had brought them over from Spain, and then so they started growing tomatoes in Italy, and, wow. and then they. The rest is history with that. Yeah. <laughs> They're uh, the tomato They've perfected wizards. the use of a tomato. <laughs> they really have. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. If you could pick, like, of any style of food, you're like, okay, you got to pick one style, and that's what you got to eat from the rest of your life. One, one country, one region. What are you going with? Oh, that's tough. Um it's tough because there's two that are like right there next to each other. But I think I'm going to go Italian. Okay. Italian, I think is my favorite kind of food. Mm. Um, A close second. And this isn't so much region based as it is a whole all encompassing kind of thing, but seafood would be second. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go with, uh, Anything in the Mexican, Tex-Mex, Spanish, yeah. anything in that in that vibe, that's, yeah. what I'm, that's what I'm doing. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, have I told you about the off? So we have in Tuscaloosa, next, so next time you come, we got to try these two places. Uh, they're very good, and you should, you should you'll love, you'll kind of love it. But um, we have an authentic chinese restaurant not like an american chinese restaurant but like as in full-blown chinese restaurant with a chinese menu <laughs> and, oh yeah uh our old pianist was a is chinese i would say was chinese. she is chinese and uh she would say this is where we all go to eat like this is oh, mr wow. chin's like is legit and they have attached to it you, this is the part you'd love they have attached to it a chinese grocery store oh that's cool and so all the food is all the Chinese brand stuff you've never heard of yeah. like stuff you can't get anywhere else. And then like their menu, they have the typical, like, okay, here's what most Americans like to eat. And then here's all the stuff that everybody, you know, like actual Chinese people eat. And it, some of it is just sounds so wild. It's very good. And then secondly, we have an authentic Mexican place, Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. And when I say authentic, as in I went there one time, and I look forward to going again. And I walked in there. I'm not sure our waitress spoke English. I have no idea. Um, but I ordered tacos, and the taco, the meat was cow tongue. Oh wow! No, actually, they were out of tongue. I had cow head. Okay. Cow head is what I had. <laughs> and it, you know they didn't have like 
a chicken quesadilla you know it's like yeah know? right it was um it was like and man it was very good i mean i had beef and stuff you know don't get me wrong but like i had the the cow head and it was i was like man i can't first of all i can't believe i'm eating cow head um but second of all, i was like this is an interesting taste like it's good it yeah you know i can see why you know so it's like i said those two authentic places were very good so when you come you gotta try them out i'm excited about that there's there's a place in atlanta called buford highway market mm. uh this particular area is next to doraville um it may actually be in doraville but it's one of the most diverse areas in the entire country um like rivaling new york city even but the grocery store buford buford highway market every aisle is a different country or region of the world all the food on that aisle mm-hmm. and, and then your uh produce and meat section is anything you can imagine like fruits you've never heard of or seen before you can buy like whole sugar canes whole jackfruits the meat section you can buy pig heads um any part of a animal's body <laughs> not going to get graphic but it's it's all there yeah. you, can, you can order anything um man that's like the coolest store so fun and there's people with little booths where you can taste test stuff from from all over the world these little dishes that's cool made. but they do have a deli a hispanic deli and i'll have to say that was the best hispanic food it was it was basic i think i ordered it might have even been a quesadilla but i was like i don't really know what they did to this yeah or, or how but it was it was on another level man it was different that's cool yeah. that actually could lead to another great idea here's a great idea food trucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love food trucks man I do too. they're all good too they are like you well, feel like if you're a food truck you better be legit yeah and, and they you are they, legit and they are it. they're always yeah. legit you're like man like i had one one time it was like barbecue macaroni or something <laughs> like that wow something you've never heard of before but it, it was as good as it sounds. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, I was thinking about, too, the, I'm going to bring up a subject that's made it into several episodes already. <laughs> <laughs> it's a common theme, but uh, the symphony of <laughs> flavors that you can yeah. take, you know, multiple different flavors and put them together and it makes a brand new flavor mm-hmm. like last week or two weeks ago we talked about s'mores mm-hmm. like the graham cracker great by itself has yep. its has its own unique flavor chocolate excellent by itself the marshmallow good by itself but when you put the three together it really is a brand new flavor. Yeah. That you can you can distinguish which is which while you're eating it. Mm-hmm. Like you can pick it out and go, oh yeah, like the, the graham cracker, the chocolate. It's all, but it's also one flavor together, which we've talked about. It's called s'more. Like mm-hmm. it has its own flavor. Yeah. And yeah, just I don't know, man. The the miracle of food symphonies that we've figured out different things can go together cook the right way and it makes this brand new experience well think about like the perfect example of that probably is soup you know and oh, that is the perfect example it's like yeah. you've got all these seemingly random ingredients yes. into one pot stirred up together and it makes you know it's like you could do that with chili too right Chili's you know, the perfect example. Yeah, you go, okay, I got meat here and I've got, <laughs> you know, it's like I got beans or if you're depending on whether or not you do chili with beans, but like I got beans, I got the sauce, I got, it's all in it together and you yep. might add some spice, some hot sauce, whatever your thing is. And all those things individually are fine, right? Yep. But together they make chili and it's a taste. 
chili tastes like it chili. It is a taste, yeah. <laughs> it is a taste. And the longer it's, it's better the next day. Isn't that hilarious? Because it sits there together all night. It marinates. Yeah, it's a symphony. Shout out to uh, John Williams. Always got to get him in the episode somewhere. <laughs> I wonder he's going to be on this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is your favorite? Food? Like we talked about if you had to, you know, mm-hmm. eat one thing for the rest of your life, like one genre or whatever. But like, what is your favorite meal, your go-to? Or maybe better question would be, what is the best meal you've ever had? Ooh. Or okay. like, if you have a favorite food, what's the best iteration of that food you've ever had? Oh, that's a good one too, man. That's like that's three questions. I know. I just let drop. Me, them. Let me try to break it down. Favorite food that I just I'll never get tired of for the rest of my life. I'll just always like it. Is a tie between pizza and cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Like. I'll eat them for the rest of my life. Like you know, I'm I'm like ninety eight percent plant based now. Mm-hmm. But I will still eat a burger and pizza when it, when <laughs> it feels good and I'm ready. Like I will do it, and I'll do it for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, pizza's hard to say. I love mellow mushroom. I like their pizza a lot. I like all pizza, so it's hard to distinguish on which is the absolute best because it's really just a preference thing but but burger <laughs> um i i'll be honest i still out of all the burgers i've had and i've had a lot of great ones chattanooga has a lot of great burger places i do but still honestly my favorite burger is still armando's it's classic it's consistent it's just a classic consistent delicious burger it's a it's a great mixture too between the Flat iron grilled style and the more like thick mm-hmm. bake style hamburger. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's yeah. just got that perfect. It's not the greasy deli burger, but it's right. also not the gourmet restaurant burger. Right. It's right. like this perfect middle ground. Yeah. So that's my. And then the third question was what was the third one? Um, I feel like you just answered it because I think I said I, I may have whatever your favorite food is like the best iteration of that. Oh, my favorite meal! You said what was your favorite yeah, yeah. meal meal yeah, you've ever favorite had? Meal ever, yeah. Whew, okay, that one's hard to say. I don't Honestly, know the answer for me. I've had I, really good food. I'm just gonna say the one that comes to mind. It may not be my favorite meal ever, but it might because it definitely came to mind first. There's a place called Yak and Yeti at Animal Kingdom, Disney World. Mm-hmm. And I had like a, it's it's sort of an, an Asian, Mongolian style kind of place, like rice mm-hmm. bowl with vegetables and whatever. I don't know what they did to that, but it was the greatest like mm. of that style of food I've ever had. Interesting. Yak and Yeti. If you ever go to Animal Kingdom, Yak and Yeti. Got to go to Yak and Yeti. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I don't know what my favorite meal would be like, or the best meal rather, the best meal I've ever had. I don't know. Um, that's tough. I've had some really good food where I walked away and thought, "That's the best meal I've ever had." Um, <laughs> I know, yeah, right? It probably depends, like you know, on the day. Like, there's a place here in Tuscaloosa called Evangelines that I had recently that was. I walked away thinking there was nothing wrong with what I had. I mean, there wasn't anything bad about it. Um, right. It was all perfect. So, but there's a lot of play and, and there's so many factors into what makes your favorite meal. However, I would say that my favorite food all time is a cheeseburger. And I am as picky about cheeseburgers now as it gets. And, um, I would say my favorite cheeseburger, and this is tough. I still think I'm going to give it to maybe the feed in Chattanooga. They do have a good burger. I mean, that's a really good 
you know what you know why it is it's the same people who own tremont tavern right who it's also the tremont burger it's the tremont burger right and, and yeah. i've had tremont and it's awesome so yeah they same shout thing, out yeah. to those guys they they really know how to cook, cook a, a good burger i had a really good one here in columbus mississippi the other day um at this place called hux and hux is also very good and uh man it it was a it was one of the best burgers i've ever had like and i've had it there several times and it's always been really good but yep. the other night it was it was they they had it on another level because if you get a gourmet hamburger it's all in you know the temperature that you like to eat it at and i'm a yep. medium rare on, on my meat and it was cooked perfectly i mean it was it was almost rare and I, it was perfect i mean it was so juicy and uh flavorful are you a gourmet style guy or do you like the greasy grill uh i could do either but i, I prefer gourmet okay yeah i could do either there's um you know something about uh grill you know, like you said armando's there's something about armando's that's so classic and you know you can run in there and and eat that and you'll be satisfied and happy and it tastes good um but i really like to sit down and have like a perfectly cooked medium rare bison burger or something like that yeah and uh that to me that's that's like my go-to yeah Next time you're in Chattanooga, you need to try Universal Joint. Universal Joint. That's All my right. favorite burger in Chattanooga. Universal Joint. It's a perfect the flavor. It's it's not fancy, man. Like it's yeah. it is a classic burger, but again, like perfectly cooked. Everything tastes so fresh. It it's been my favorite burger so far in the in Chattanooga. So, speaking of burgers and then like flavors and things that go together and all this, have you had? Have you had a hamburger with crunchy peanut butter on it? <laughs> no, no, I have not. <laughs> you know, if you do peanut butter and a banana, it's called like the Elvis or something. Oh, but right. If you just I don't care for bananas on my burger. I like bananas, just not on my burger. Um, but I had a while back, I had, I went to a restaurant and had a burger with crunchy peanut butter and it was on the menu and yeah. it rocked my world. Really? Oh man. It was a whole different thing. I mean, it was awesome. Wow. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah. It was like when I make like next time I have hamburgers at the house or whatever, um, we, next time we make deer burgers at home, I'm just going to throw some peanut butter on there. <laughs> yeah. See, I, every time I've had like a specialty burger, I've always been like disappointed. I've always been like, what I really wanted was Classic meat, meat, yeah. cheese, tomato, lettuce, like yeah, mayonnaise, mustard. Like that's what I want. Um, but no, I've never, I've never went the peanut butter route. But I'm willing to to go on that adventure. And see yeah, what it's happens. uh, it's good <laughs> as long as you go in there knowing this is what you're going to order, right? I mean, yeah. if you um, if you go in there and you're kind of just picking around, you're like, I really want a hamburger, but I'll try this one out. Well, then you're you're going to be a little disappointed. But if you're like, I want to try something different, yeah, something kind of off the wall, then you try it and you're like, oh. This is actually really good, you know? Okay, yeah. All right, I, I got a final question for you. Okay. Similar to other questions, but you are trapped on an island, and you only get one option for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's going to sustain you, but you also got to taste it for the rest of your life. Yeah. And it's a miracle. What, what are you going to go with? I'm going to go with cheeseburger. It's <laughs> up there. Um, I'm going to go with. It's tough. I'm going to say steak. Okay. I think I'm going to go. And if I could make, even make it more particular, 
I would even say the porterhouse <laughs> from <laughs> the porterhouse from the Golden Steer in Las Vegas. I could eat that for the rest of my life. There you go. Every day. You? Every day. Every day, without never, fail. Never get tired. Never. <laughs> never. Okay. <laughs> See, this is tough for me because I got two ways to go. One is like, if I'm going off of just flavor, I probably could eat pizza every day and be fine. But honestly, if I'm like, okay, I got to live off of this, I think I would literally just go baked potato. Hmm. And here's why. Like, like one, like it's going to sustain me. I'll have energy. And mm-hmm. apparently baked potatoes have like all the minerals you need to, yeah or whatever yeah they're great they're great um but also like because they're kind of just bland and just sort of middle of the road flavor that that everybody likes you don't not Mm -hmm. like baked potatoes i think the blandness would actually be kind of nice like yeah it wouldn't be overwhelming it's just like i need i need some food i'm just gonna yeah eat a baked potato real quick like i think that's probably what i would do um let me throw you one last question all right. What is one food that seemingly everyone likes that you could do without? Like if you said, I I don't have to ever eat this ever again and I'll be fine. Popcorn. Wow, I did not expect that. <laughs> wow, popcorn. I, I actually feel similar about popcorn. I like kettle corn, but I, I'm not a popcorn fan. Yeah. Um, I always say that because my family likes they all like to eat popcorn yeah and uh i when i was a kid i had it and i i kind of got sick and i've never liked it since don't care don't yeah. want it i would also say the same about it's gonna hurt your feelings but cheesecake uh that used to be my favorite dessert Man. and then again i got sick in new york on cheesecake and if you it, get sick on something it'll ruin it for you it's over yeah it's over um Mine, this this will, I mean, and I it's not that I dislike this food, but I could just go without it and never miss it. Pizza. Interesting. It's just yeah. not. A, I don't ever feel good after I eat it. Mm. It's like the smell and the grease, and you know it's and and I know not all pizza is created equal. There's some really good pizza out there that I've sure. had. And I thought. And this is really good, you know, so don't get me wrong. I like pizza. Okay. Um, and sometimes I'm in the, even in the mood for it, but if it's like, if I had all my favorite foods just listed out, like it's not even cracking the top 50 probably. I mean, wow. it's just, I'm indifferent towards it. That's I mean, pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, cause there's so many other things that I like so much better, you know, right. And chicken and waffles, for example, you know, it's like, yep. so <laughs> chicken and waffles also what a great idea yeah no, who, who thought know. of that one and said these two will go together yep. and then when they did they're again a whole brand new flavor was born yeah yeah called chicken right. and waffles <laughs> how many things are improved by pouring syrup on them <laughs> most yeah that's like have you ever had anything where you're like uh, you know, it'd be better if they didn't have the, the maple syrup on there. No. Bacon. It's on your bacon. It's awesome. You yeah. know, it touches any breakfast food, sausage or whatever. You're like, oh, this is so good. Mix it in with that syrup there you got on your plate. I mean, it's awesome. Oh, man. Well, all right. We got we got to talk. <laughs> we got to talk about maple syrup for a second. <laughs> what a miracle that is. Not only in flavor, I pour it all over my oatmeal. I pour it on a lot of things. But, dude, the thing, it grows like you nail this thing in the tree. <laughs> How this was ever discovered, I don't know. But It had to be an accident. In fact, I think it was. So the, I remember, what was the story? My kids were reading about this in school. That I think it was a Native American like threw an axe into a tree. Mm-hmm. And there was like a bucket or something laying at the bottom of that tree, and the the stuff started running out where it was cut. 
and it ran into the bucket and then the guy took it and heated it up and it turned it. Anyways, it was a total accident. But the juice, the sap from the tree comes out and then when you heat it up, it turns into maple syrup. Like, what? Uh. And, oh, man. Um, I was watching this thing. This will blow your mind. It was a maple syrup farm up north somewhere. Family owned. And this guy said that uh, every year, based on the weather, all right, mm. and based on temperature changes from one day to the next, you will get an entirely different flavor profile of maple syrup. Really? It's, it's kind of the thing I was talking about with coffee. Like most maple syrups you get today are like blends or whatever. So it all yeah. kind of tastes the same. Mm-hmm. But if you take this, all the syrup from like one tree and make one bottle, like it's a completely different color Interesting. and flavor than the tree next to it. Interesting. And it's all based on literally the weather from that day or the day before. And so they harvest their syrup and it's all individualized they package it like each day and give it a they'll even like label on there like here's the notes that are in the syrup yeah. today huh. i had no idea maple syrup was that i didn't either complex but you know it makes sense because there's so many things that we eat and drink that if it comes from a certain region if it's aged a certain length amount of time yep if it's, you know, has some other, like, I'll give you, uh, this is not a perfect one-to-one correlation, but bourbon, for example. Mm-hmm. Now, bourbon, obviously, is a lot of ingredients come together, obviously. But um, if you have a certain kind of cask or something that it's, you know, in um, a certain kind of wood, it's going to have a right. different flavor or whatever. Yeah. And so it makes sense that, factors like the weather would affect yeah maple syrup because everything like all these different factors affect you know yeah foods and stuff it's incredible it is incredible and honey (laughs) oh man that's a miracle yeah that's that's another great idea (laughs) great idea honey on a biscuit i mean come on (sighs) tupelo honey in particular Hey. On a biscuit. Tupelo honey. Man. Yes. Wow. That's awesome. Well, moral of the story of the day, there are no moral of the stories really, but just for funsies, um, it's just take a moment when you're eating, whether it's you're eating because you're bored or you're eating because it's mealtime, even if it's a Wendy's burger or it's a homemade meal at home or you're sitting in a nice restaurant where there's professional dishing up something unbelievable whatever the case just take a moment and think about the miracle of food yep and just give thanks enjoy what a great idea (laughs) what's all about all right man that's been fun yep now i want to go eat i do too i'm getting hungry (laughs) i just ate but somehow (laughs) I feel like I could eat again.